This is Blender Style, the show where we discuss a blend of heavy and extreme music. On this episode, Satyricon, The Shadow Throne. This album was released in 1994 on Moonfog Productions. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. So, Nathan, this is your pick. Uh, are you a big Satyricon fan? Um, not a huge, you know, I don't like everything that they've done. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I like Satyricon. The so, first uh, three records are pretty good to me. Okay. We'll get into that because I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Casey, have you heard of Satyricon? I have not. Uh, this is my first foray into the, the con of satire. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I am familiar with Satyricon, but only like the the newer singles that came out. King, um, mm-hmm. Black Crow on a Tombstone. I used to, I love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really listen to many of their albums, really. Um, but this is their second one, right? So out of those three, you pick the second one, the first three. Yeah. This is straight up classic 90s Norwegian black metal. Like, yeah. I mean. It's Norwegian black metal with like a. With better vocals than Norwegian black metal typically has. I just want to throw that out there. He has great vocals. He does. He has really good vocals. And and I don't want people to come into this thing and it's going to sound just like it because it it has that that layout and the structure and everything, but the vocals are a, a deviation from the standard. I think this is definitely a deviation from true Norwegian mm-hmm. black metal or whatever. You know, let's just put labels away. But, I mean, this is definitely a more forward with the symphonic stuff. There's a lot um, more atmosphere in it. Uh-huh. But um, that's like Burzum was doing that stuff for sure, right? Yeah, this is this is uh definitely different though. This definitely has like a medieval feel to it. And at times even more Nordic sounding. Yeah, definitely. Um, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh but they definitely have their own take in, on what they're doing here. This is kind of new within that time, I think. So one of the notes I wrote was Nathan knows how to pick good nineties black metal. Cause I've listened to a lot of it and I was like, eh, it's not great, but you always seem to pick out the ones that are good. So you clearly know what you're talking about here. So this one kind of has a difference from traditional, I think black metal to me because it kind of gets into that. Um, they have like some cool piano parts in there and some acoustic guitar, even which you don't hear a lot in black metal. Mm-hmm. And there's some really cool layering and some synth in there uh, thrown in as well. There's like that Viking song. I forgot what it's called. Viking mm-hmm. land or something yeah. like that. Um, it's like a clean vocal. So he does the shrieking vocals mm-hmm. most of the time, but there is quite a bit of like clean. The best way I can describe it is like Viking sounding vocals. Mm-hmm. It definitely, uh, he shows that he really worked on where his placement of his lyrics were going to be and stuff, you know, to really make a feel. So like, this is definitely can, Put you in an atmosphere of olden times where you want to spear somebody. It feels you know? like that for sure. Well, and, and like you said, they're well placed. They're not just like he's not just screaming over the top of stuff to scream. He he actually gives himself space and lets the music stand out, and then comes in when needed. Mm-hmm. And it works out really well, which is not. I mean, it's not normal for a black metal band to do something like that. So it's well, really there cool. was bands like Emperor that also were doing some things like this, mm-hmm. but I just think that they just had. A niche right here and i kind of wish they would have stayed with that you know within their career mm-hmm. um, <laughs> That's um but i do like newer stuff uh, but yeah i would have to say this is my bread and butter right here 
So I heard this was more atmospheric than their first one, or or is it the other way around? Their first one was more atmospheric than this. Well, I mean, it depends on the listener, I guess. But I would say that uh, Medieval was definitely, you know, had more acoustic parts okay. to it and stuff like That's that. That's what it was. It was more um, medieval sounding, I guess they could say. Yeah. What'd you like about this, Casey? Um, so I like the traditional black metal feel. I'm not a big black metal fan, but I like how they did this and they didn't record the vocals in a rock hallway. <laughs> um, in a castle. Yeah. I, that's like my favorite part about this. Cause his, like I said earlier, his vocals are decent. I mean, they're not horrible. Like they're not that shrieking that you can't understand what he's saying. They're not drowned out by all the instruments and shoved to the back. They're really good in the mix. And for what he's doing, they're pretty clear, and you can understand a lot of what he's saying. So um, his name is Satir, right? Is that how you would say his name? Satir. Satir. Something like that. Satir, yeah. yeah. Um, he's like the mastermind of this band when they recorded this, you know? Like, Frost was very much a part of it, but, I mean, Satiricon is his band, yeah. you know? And I think that's really awesome that he, like, wrote everything. Like, yeah, that's cool. It sounds all thought out. That's one of my likes. It's mm -hmm. like the arrangements are really sophisticated. Mm -hmm. um, and just Killer and Frost drumming on this is fucking amazing, dude. Mm -hmm. He's just blast beats the whole time. It sounds awesome. And he knows how to, like, get some rocky grooviness into it. Not, like, rock groove, but... Um, no, totally rock groove. There's yeah, like, it's like... Dun, 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 you know what I mean? He, yeah, he's just, just throwing down, like, an ACDC beat. You know? So it's funny you mention that, because on my, on my likes, one of the things I put was there's parts of this that feel like a uh, 90s L.A. punk scene kind of feel. That's funny, yeah. These guys were definitely listening to uh, punk, Yeah, because sure. you get that, like, like, some of the guitar parts on the, on the where they're not doing, like, the heavy tremolo picking and the violin style are really, uh, they have that tone of like the LA punk scene, uh, like mm -hmm. Old Offspring and Green Day and stuff like that, which is weird to me, and it comes out every once in a while. So I also like the um, the use of the acoustic guitars and the sand thumb parts. Um, it's really well thought out. It's placed in there at decent times, and, and the last track on this, I think, was the, uh, that was the kind of uh, medieval sound in one that was kind of mellow. That was actually really good. Mm -hmm. That was great. It was yeah. a really nice way to end the album. Yeah, I think this plays like an album. It's like it's like when sure. you, it's like when you do a heavy workout and then you have that that cool down session. That's that song worked as a perfect cool down session for this album. I just really love the symphonic parts, mm -hmm. the medieval sounding parts, um, and I think the guitar riffs are just killer on it too. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's another one of those ones, like I said, you want to spear somebody or go to war at times, you know. Um, I really love that I can feel the cold in this. Like, it feels cutthroat at times, but beautiful at other times. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a sexy making love jam record also. So that's yeah. kind of like why I like <laughs> it as well. And put this one on later. <laughs> yeah, so the synth parts are really good on this. Um they did a really good job of, of carrying them out and putting them in the right spots. And, and like you said, they're, they're really well done. Um, that being said, what didn't you like about it, Matt? I, I agree. I think the synth parts are well placed and well thought out, but I think whatever keyboard they're using sounds shitty. <laughs> it sounds like a shitty keyboard sometimes. And sounds like a Casio was a big brand back then. It, I'm, I was trying not to say Casio, but that's, <laughs> I mean, that's they, had what to, they had to get the shittiest keyboard to play. I'm just and they succeeded. I mean, it's not terrible. 
Um, but it is kind of like it does bother me, and I kind of chuckle at it sometimes because it's like. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like the it's well done, but the tone on it is you can tell it's it's synth. You could tell it's not trying to be something it's not. Yeah, I wish they had like real acoustic instruments mm-hmm. in it, but that's like hard to do, and maybe that's especially like, with two guys. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, this band later on went on and did like a Metallica where they played with, with the, an orchestra. You know what I mean? This is old, and the production doesn't impress me either. It's not a deal breaker, but it, you know, I just don't love it. Yeah, I agree. There's parts on this that that could use some some remixing. Like my biggest complaint on this was the freaking hi hat. It pierces. It's like you're listening to just the hi-hat. It's so loud over everything else. So my biggest dislike is also the mix. I feel like some things get lost in Mm -hmm. the mix. I think, uh, but yeah, that would be my my main dislike too and probably my only real dislike about it. And what's funny though on that that same note, if they would have kept it and not slowed it down for the the synth parts and stuff, you probably would have never noticed the the stuff being drowned out. But the fact is when they start slowing stuff down and, and like quieting, you hear parts of other instruments that kind of lag behind before they're quieted down. And you're like, Oh, where was that in the heavier part? Or, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, I like agree. there's bass on this. Yeah, exactly. There, the, and that's the thing. Like, there was this one part, uh, I forget what song it was. I didn't write it down, but where the bass is like forward. And I'm like, you oh, can hear it for a minute. Yeah, there's I bass that. on here. This is pretty cool. Um, and then, like, just the length of the songs bugs me. Like, I know black metal is all about, like, long songs and stuff. But I feel like the lack of tempo shifts and the, and the tempo shifts that they do have, they go right back to, like, the, the main part of the song mm-hmm. without being changed up or any, like, variation on it, which is kind of annoying. It's nothing, like, major, but that was one of my big complaints, too. But nothing more than that stupid Things can't get a little bit repetitive, yeah. I guess. So that noisy hi-hat Casey did that, like kill this record for you what'd you give it for a rating um so i gave this a three out of five um it was good I, I feel like this could be one of those albums that um they could do like a 40th anniversary and remix it and resample it and they just remastered it okay see so it, what you listened to was probably the remaster too maybe i don't know that's what i listened to was the remaster i, didn't, I think i just listened to whatever was on youtube music it didn't say mm-hmm. remastered on it but I'd like to see what the difference is because I mean it also I guess it also records on or depends on the recording media that they use. Mm-hmm. Did they track this all to one thing and then just try and clean it up, or did they have all the tracks? Have all their tracks and yeah. remix it. I, I, I love that the vocals weren't recorded in a stone hallway, like I said. Um, really, the thing that drowned this out for me and knocked it down to a three was the, the hi hat. It just bugged me. So it really did just it, chop like, away it, at your rating. So, so do, you, do you ever listen? Yeah, for every it took a, a point down. Did you ever listen to like the early Offspring, like uh, uh, Ignition and and uh, Offspring, where they mm-hmm. they do that? Oh, uh, it is pretty loud. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's just it's prevalent through the whole thing. Even when they're doing like really cool parts, you're just like turn it down a little bit. It's kind of how Frost plays, especially in mm-hmm. earlier albums. Though he's very like, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's really quick with his hands. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Why not fill in, you know, because most guys are trying to, like, take out the beat. You know, right. I'm trying to play this, you know, for nights on end. This guy's like... Yeah. Like, the know. whole time. Yeah. yeah. It's a great drummer, Matt. Nothing but respect to both of these guys. So, uh, what did you give for a rating, Matt? I give this a 4.0 out of 5. Nice. Yeah. I thought this was a solid black metal album. It got me in, like, when we started reviewing this, I 
I started listening to other Satyricon albums. I'm like really into the band yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. I'm mm-hmm. gonna keep listening to this Fuck afterwards. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm you know I might grow more appreciation for it. I do. I'm more familiar with their older or their later stuff now, and I I think I prefer the newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is fucking badass, dude. I give it a four. Nice. What about you, Nathan? What do you give this? So I would rate this a four point three. Mm-hmm. Viking Land is a killer track, and uh, I love the darkness and the symphonic parts the keyboards so mm-hmm. 4.3 it's a killer black metal record viking land is badass that's a good song this is blender style that was satiricon the shadow throne blender style is not associated with the ninja brand blenders